You're listening to About Anger, the podcast dedicated to everything related to anger. And I'm your host, Matthew Plotner. All right, so I know that this is a podcast specifically devoted to anger. And bear with me, I want to take a different topic on today. It's one that I've been dealing with a lot personally. It's one that a lot of my family has dealt with a lot recently. Given the state of the world that we live in, the COVID, the war, everything else, it's probably one that a lot of you guys deal with a lot as well. I know you're probably thinking, well, Matt, you've talked a lot about anxiety. Of course, this is more than just anger, but eh, anxiety and anger kind of go hand in hand, I think given my own personal experience and talking to others. But I think we forget just how powerful of an emotion grief is because it's, it's one of those emotions that isn't to me. And I've read a lot of different books on this topic going back and forth. I don't know that grief is a specific emotion per se, so much as it's a way of identifying a cluster of emotions. And that cluster of emotions could be anything at any given time. For instance, at the moment that the, the, how do you word it? At the moment of insinuating event, the moment of the activating event, the moment that causes our grief, I don't know, however you want to word that. The moment though that, that causes our grief is obviously going to be a moment highly charged with agony or pain or loss or melancholy or, or any of these horribly painful emotions, of course. But as we progress through the grief process, if you will, those, those emotions are going to change. And if we keep identifying grief as this thing filled with agony and remorse and pain and misery and, and loss and, and dejection and, and all of those emotions, we're losing what, what is really powerful in recognizing grief beyond just those, those initial months or even years of when it's the worst. Like some of the, the loss that my family and I, through death and, and jobs and just countless other things that have happened over the past few years, we've experienced a tremendous amount of loss. And we forget, I was talking to some family the other night and the, the comment was made something along the lines of, you know, it's been almost five years, seven years that, you know, I shouldn't be feeling this grief still. I shouldn't be feeling this upset or sadder about the, the loss. And I think it's unfortunate that we feel that way because it's not that we're still feeling grief. That's the issue. It's that we forget what grief's purpose is. So today, that's kind of what I want to talk about. What is grief's ultimate purpose? Grief has a purpose, believe it or not. And it, it's one that really is never fulfilled fully once we've had a true devastating loss or moment in our life. I think at that moment, grief just hangs around us, not all the time being recognized and, and seen, but I think there's always an undertone. And follow me on this, okay, when I, when I say this. When we're dealing with a moment of grief and we come to that spot seven years later. What does that grief feel like? 
it's not going to feel the same. It's probably going to feel, it's, it's going to feel different. It's going to feel humbling. It might feel scary. We might be wondering why, why now? Why this moment? Why this instance? Is it bringing this pain back? What about this is, is triggering this pain? If you're afraid to lean into pain, like I've been for years, that moment when that grief creeps back in and, and we feel that loss again in whatever form, whether it be pain or anger or even joy and contentment, we forget that all of these moments in our lives trigger different connected thoughts and ideas. And our brain is a spider web of connected, uh, connected emotions. The biggest way to remember a moment is to stick a really powerful emotion to it. This has been studied countless times. The high emotionally charged moments in your lives are the ones that we're going to remember the most. I think that's why grief sticks with us so long because it, it is in and of itself a highly charged emotion. And whatever is the stimulant for that grief is going to stick in your memory well beyond the recommended, if you will, universal time frame that everybody seems to have in their mind for how long grief should last. There is no time frame. Forget anything that you've been told where grief should last this long or that long, or if you're feeling this way past this moment, then you're doing grief wrong. You're not doing grief wrong. Fuck that. Nobody can do grief wrong. Do grief your way. Your way is different, and that's okay. Just like with your way of dealing with anger and anxiety and any emotion, your way isn't wrong so long as it's getting you the results you're looking for. And, and I'm hoping the results we're looking for is a deeper connection with the world around us, an openness to hearing and listening and being there with others. And that can be hard if we haven't processed our own grief to a moment or to a point where we can recognize it for what it is. And I want to end with a thought that my wife gave me not long ago, and it's been sticking in my head and been going round and round and round. And it's the idea that if you grow up in a trauma environment, that normal or calm or comforting or peaceful is scary. And I'll be honest, guys, I, that thought has been swirling in my head for a while. And I, I had a moment this morning picking my daughter up because she got sick this morning, had to come home from school early, coming home, picking her up with my wife in the car. And just there was this, this weird moment where it felt scary, calm, scary, normal, scary, just scary. And my immediate thought was, what's wrong? Why is this? Why does this feel this way? It shouldn't feel this way. The only reason it feels this way is because something's wrong. Chaos. Chaos is comfort. I don't want to be living in comforting chaos anymore, guys. And I hope this podcast, this show, what I'm trying to bring to everybody will give you just even a moment of less chaos. That being said, thanks for listening. I have some other ideas and topics coming, but Please don't be afraid to hit me up if you have an idea or want to hear something or just want to share your story. 
I would love to bring you guys on and, and share your stories or your own personal triumphs over destructive emotions, anger, shame, jealousy, whatever destructive emotion or path you've taken in your life. If you've gotten over it and are now living out of a place of, of joy and compassion and empathy and, and kindness, hit me up. I would really love to share your stories and go beyond just about anger to about everything, about emotions. Thank you guys for listening. I will be back again soon. Thanks for listening to About Anger. If you enjoyed what you heard, take a moment to subscribe and leave me a review. It helps the show grow and it helps me know what you guys are enjoying. Until next time, stay healthy and stay sane.